0: Welcome to the Running Around Baltimore podcast. I'm your host, Glenn Smith. Before we get started on episode six, let's take a moment to recap episode five. We had race reports from the Maryland RRCA Club Challenge, Coach Buddy encouraging us to run naked, and an interview with Pete Mulligan about his life as a runner and a running store owner. He shared a lot of fun stories from his career that are not to be missed. If you missed that show or either of the first five episodes, go back and check them out. We've got another great show for you with a few surprises, so let's get started with a race report. Now for a race report on the recent uh, Seneca Creek Greenway race, I want to welcome Rachel Rosenblatt on to share her experience. Rachel, tell us about this race
1: hi glenn uh yeah this was a race that i had had on my radar for a while um last year it just didn't work out it's put on by the montgomery county road runners club so just like with baltimore road club this is montgomery county um and i had this on my radar for a couple of reasons one was that it was relatively inexpensive um so i think if you're a member of that club it was 25 dollars if you're not it's 35 dollars so not very expensive Relatively close by, about an hour away. Um, and it also had this marathon option. So basically it had a nine hour cutoff and I'll talk about the cutoffs a little bit more, but it had a nine hour cutoff, but it had a, a decision point. So if you weren't going to make the nine hour cutoff for the 50 K, and this is a 50 a K, um, basically they would redirect you back to the finish and you would get credit for a marathon. Um, marathon, meaning 28 miles, not 26.2, but still a marathon. So I knew that even if I wasn't able to complete the entire 50 K I wouldn't get a DNF, I would still be able to complete the race. So I signed up for the race. Well, actually I was going to sign up for the race. And then I was told that I had a family party and so I didn't sign up. And then my aunt said, Oh, you can actually do your race. I said, great. So I signed up for the race and um, read through the material that they sent out. And it said that parking, if you didn't get there early enough, you could park pretty far away. So I got up really early and I decided to try and get there so that I could get a really good parking spot. So, of course, I got there at 6.30. The race starts at 8 and got a perfect parking spot right next to the, the start finish. Um, so that was great, although you could leave your stuff in – they had a pavilion with – the, you know, the plastic sheets to, to keep it warmer and a fire and everything to, to hang out beforehand. So you could leave some stuff there before the race. Um, so I wanted to do this just because I'm trying to build up my base for the 50 miler that I want to do in the fall. And um, one of the other reasons I wanted to do this particular race was that the location, from what I understand, is the same park that that 50 miler that I want to do stone mill is, is held on. So I thought I could get a feel for the trails at Seneca Creek. And I have the magnet in front of me that I got for finishing the race because I keep wanting to call it a different race. Um, So basically the, the race starts off at 8 AM and as most trail races do, they start you off on the road for a little bit to spread you out. And then you get into the woods Um, now this race was March the 2nd and as 2018, uh, ended 2019 has started off the same way with lots of rain. So we started running on the trails and it was mud pretty much. Um, there was just mud everywhere. And so I knew I was in for a pretty long day with the mud, um, the elevation isn't too bad on this course, so I wasn't really afraid I was going to fall off of anything, but it's still mentally draining to run in the mud. Uh, so they have some aid stations. You get to the first aid station, which is about mile seven and a half, and then you have to cross over and go to the next aid station. The, the next aid station, um, has a drop bag at mile 15, but on the way there, you have a water crossing and if you're friends with me on Facebook or you've seen my post on, uh, the BRRC page, you'll have seen one of the photos of this water crossing, which was probably 30 feet across, um, over the knee, freezing cold. And there was a current. You couldn't see exactly where you were stepping. So I managed to get across this, um, Although I was kind of cursing myself because my phone was in my camelback vest pocket and I had a plastic bag that because I thought it was going to rain and the phone was not in the bag. So I thought I was if I fell in, I was going to feel really stupid for not having my phone in the bag. Um, but I did not fall in. However, Bart did fall in apparently um, ahead of me. Uh, Glenn, I don't know if you heard about this, but he apparently fell pretty much all the way in.
0: Oh, no, I hadn't heard that. Oh, my God. Yeah,
1: so he, he kept going. He was ahead of me, and so I didn't even know that this had happened until afterward, but apparently he pretty much went completely in the water. Um So the whole time after that water crossing, I just kept thinking, how many more water crossings are there like this? But there weren't any like that. It was just the kind of ankle-high water crossings that you have to go through. But it was just mud everywhere, mud, mud, mud. Um, so then you get to the, the uh, mile 15 aid station where your drop bag is. And that's actually the first cutoff. The first cutoff is four and a half hours, but that four and a half hours is really geared toward that marathon finish. So if you're coming into the first cutoff at four and a half or even four fifteen, or even when I came in, which was about four hours, you're probably not going to make it to be able to finish the 50 K. It's really geared to have everybody off the trails after nine hours. So, um, I made it in there around four hours, which was longer than I had planned. I was hoping to be 3.30 to 3.45 um, and started back off again. So the the next few miles before the next aid station, which was uh, 19.6, I think was the next one, were a little bit net uphill and just more mud, <laughs> basically. So I was pretty sure by the time I got to 19.6 that I was not going to make the cutoff. Um, the cutoff essentially is... It, when you get to 27.7, if you haven't reached that point by seven hours and 15 minutes, they will redirect you to the finish. If you do make it there in seven hours and 15 minutes, you can decide not to do uh, essentially a four-mile loop around the lake uh, and just do the the marathon, or you can do the four-mile loop around the Lake, uh, where there's also there was an aid station before the decision point. And then I believe there's an aid station on the loop. Since I didn't do the loop around the lake, I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure that there was an aid station there. Um, so the thing about this race was the volunteers were awesome. Uh, they were cheering you, cowbells, just telling you how great you looked even if you looked like you were just going to drop out, you know, fall down, and and drop dead. Um, they have free uh, photos. So after the race, they post the photos to their site you can download those for free. It does not come with a shirt. Um, basically, when you finish, you could pay for a shirt. That was, I don't remember how much it was, maybe $10. I, I don't recall because I, I didn't need another shirt. But you can get a shirt if you want. Um, but when you finish the race, you get a magnet, which I have in front of me so I could remember the right name of the the race. And you get a, a I guess it's plastic mug with the name of the race on it. And you get beer and soup and grilled cheese, um, which was delicious. And it's in that pavilion where it's got some heaters and, and things like that. During the race, the aid stations have, you know, traditional aid station fare. A couple of them had cheese quesadillas. Um, it was, it was really a, a nice, fun race. And like I said, it was inexpensive and close by and just not too technical. I, I wouldn't call it technical at all, actually. Um, muddy. And like I said, the big water crossing and some small water crossings, but I wouldn't call it particularly technical. Someone who hasn't run a lot of trails might disagree with me, but I, I didn't find it very technical. Uh, so basically I finished, um, as I said, I, I missed the cutoff for doing the loop, but finished. It finishes with a horrible uphill <laughs> that I, there was a guy at the top of the uphill standing there telling you that once you got to the hill you just turned and then the finish line would be there and I just looked at him and and said this is just really mean and he just kind of laughed and (laughs) said well congratulations you you know you finished but uh I would do it again definitely Uh, I recommend carpooling and trying to get there earlier if you're if you're uh concerned about parking near the start but I thought it was a great race and I would definitely recommend doing it
0: well, Rachel, thanks for sharing your race experience with us. I uh, might have to add this one to my calendar for next year. Um, yeah, hopefully, maybe not quite so muddy. I don't think I like the mud quite as much as you. No, but, I don't
1: uh, like it. <laughs> I <just can't> like <laughs> well,
0: it. You seem to run in the mud a lot, so uh, you know it seems like you do. But <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, thanks for coming on. I appreciate you sharing that. Uh, uh, I think it's, it's definitely a fun race that uh, we should try to get a few more people out to maybe on the carpool next year.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: For a race report on the BRRC St. Patrick's Day 5K, I want to welcome Audrea Luca back to the podcast to share a race experience. Audrea, thanks for coming on the show.
2: Oh, not a problem. Thank you for having me.
0: So, Audrea, tell us a little bit about your race experience.
2: Um, so the St. Patrick's Day 5K was really fun. Um, I really enjoyed that we got a choice of premiums. So they had two um I don't know, beer glass types. They had a short one and a tall one, or you could get St. Patty's Day themed socks. So I thought that was really cool. Um, They did change the course a little bit this year. So it was less hilly, which I am not complaining about. Um, The weather was spectacular. Um, It was about mid 70s, I believe. Um, It was really windy, which I wasn't expecting. Um, but overall, I thought it was a really good race, and it was really well staffed with volunteers, and it was a fun time post race, too. So, um, we walked over to the elementary school behind Patterson Park, and um, there was beer and music, and just a good time with everyone, you know, post run.
0: So um, the post-race party, I mean, I know this was a little bit different than previous years. Uh, mm-hmm. Could you tell us a little bit about how that was set up compared to previous years?
2: Sure. So the elementary school, I think it's the Patterson Park Charger School, I believe it is. And they have a really nice courtyard behind the school. And the weather was so nice. And it was, um, they had live music. I forget the gentleman's name, but he was playing all kinds of nice tunes. Um You had to get a wristband to be able to, and also be of age, (laughs) to have some beer. Um, They had two types of beer, dark and a light. Um, Some snacks also for the non-drinkers. But it was a really good time. Time flew by. I hung out for a a while.
0: Oh, nice. And, uh, I mean, this is also sort of an interesting race. Uh, There aren't too many that start uh, late in the evening like this. Was it weird to be racing Mm -hmm. in the evening instead of early in the day?
2: I think it's only weird if you're not used to it like I'm a I'm a morning runner I like to get started you know before my body knows what's going on kind of thing and so it's different for me because I'm looking forward to the run all day um, but I'm not opposed to it I thought it was nice and it's a Friday night kind of thing so I think as long as you plan for it it works out really well
0: So how about the course? I know they switched it up a little bit this year. Uh, How did it compare to previous years?
2: Well, I was very grateful that they switched it up this year, although I do enjoy a good challenge. Um, I really liked the change they made to the course. Uh, The first mile is pretty much downhill. And then that second mile is very challenging Um, going up. I believe it's Linwood Avenue. And so once, you know, you get a little bit past the second mile, it's pretty uh, downhill and flat again. So I mean, if you put in you know the work and run up that hill, which I didn't, I walked twice, um, you could really PR on that course. Yeah
0: So how did the race go for you? Um, were you pretty satisfied with your performance?
2: I was satisfied my, with my performance um, to only because I had no expectations. Um, I've been focusing more on like longer runs. Um, but I kept thinking while I was running, we had a conversation at the um, track workout last week, the BRRC track workout. And one of the coaches was saying that 5Ks should hurt. They should be painful. Like you should just put it all out there and put put it all into your run. And so I kept thinking about that while I was running. And so, it is true. I kind of agree with that. Um, I didn't PR, but it was a good run, and I worked really hard.
0: Well, th- that's all great, uh, Audrey. Thank you so much for sharing your thoughts on this race with us. Uh, I hope to have you back on the podcast to share some more soon.
2: Thank you. I appreciate it.
0: As spring weather is approaching, the race schedule is getting a little more crowded, especially with shorter distance races, as many people start breaking out of their winter hibernation and begin racing again. Let's take a look at some 5K races that are coming up in mid to late March, starting with the Maryland-Kenya Connect 5K on Saturday, March 30th at 9 a.m. at St. John's Episcopal Church in Ellicott City. This run through the Dunlogan neighborhood benefits Kenya Connect, a charity that empowers and engages students and teachers in rural Kenya. Top finishers in each age group wins a hand-carved medallion from the woodcarvers in Womonyu, Kenya. The post-race party includes light refreshments and a Kenyan crafts market with artisan-made items for sale. And each finisher is uh, going to receive a short sleeve tech tee and a goodie bag. The cost of registration is $25 for youth runners and $30 for adults. Go to www.kenyaconnect.org slash 5k-race for more information and to register. Also on Sunday, March 31st at 8 a.m. in Druid Hill Park, this Baltimore City Department of Recreation and Parks kicks off their an, fourth annual $5 5k series with the Fools for Fitness 5k. This is the first in a series of nine races that occur about once each month through December and highlight different parks throughout Baltimore City. The cost of registration is, you guessed it, just $5 and includes timing and refreshments afterwards. You can also register for the entire nine race series for just $40. What a bargain. You can register online at bcrp.baltimorecity.gov slash 5k series or you can register and pay on site starting at 7am on race morning. These races are well organized and the proceeds benefit city parks and recreation programming. Check out the 12th annual Survivor Run on Sunday, April 7th at 8 a.m. This is a 5K race in Bel Air presented by the Harford County Running Club starting behind the Civic Cyclery Bike Shop. This out-and-back course on the Ma and Pa Trail benefits the Stroke Network and the Race Act Scholarship Fund. The cost of this race is $35 if you sign up online. Or fifty dollars on race day. Race amenities include a race T-shirt and a light breakfast after the race. For you fast folks, there are cash awards for the top three male and female runners, age group awards, and then everyone is entered for a grand prize drawing for a new bicycle. Go to runharford.com for more information and to sign up. Now it's time for Coach's Corner, where I'll be talking with Coach Buddy to get some advice for improving your running. Coach Buddy Weber is an RRCA-certified running coach with the Baltimore Roadrunners Club. Welcome back, Coach Buddy. Hey, thanks, Gwen. Great to be back. So, Coach, uh, what are we going to be talking about this
3: week? Uh, so this week, I'd like to talk about a topic of rest and recovery. And uh, this topic is geared to uh, beginner and intermediate runners alike.
0: Why differentiate between rest and recovery? Aren't they kind of the same, or is there a big difference between the two?
3: Oh, well, there, there is a difference, but let's start recovery first. First, a little definition. Uh, recovery is the period of time from the end of one workout that uh, you, you've done and preparing you for the next workout. So with this definition – Recovery starts the end of a race or a workout and goes until the next one. Uh, however, it also applies w- within a workout. Take, for instance, if you're uh, running intervals or fartlek. Uh, so take, for instance, after you finish one interval, uh, you're recovering and preparing for the next interval. In this case, you're actively recovering from a specific effort uh, through active recovery. uh could be walking or light jogging uh, and bringing your heart rate down just a bit in order to be ready for the next interval
0: so what's rest then
3: so rest is the period of time in which there is no workout or activity perhaps a a full day or 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 maybe more quite simply put rest means rest
0: so why is it so important to take off uh completely from uh you know effort or activity why is that why is rest so important
3: so there, there are two important reasons, Glenn. Uh, the, the first one, it's in this time period that all the magic happens. It's when the adaptations of training that uh, you've been training for actually take place. Uh, for As you work out, you're putting your muscles through stress, uh, and this period of rest repairs the muscles and makes them stronger. Secondly, uh, with, without uh, periods of rest, you're opening yourself up to injury and or illness.
0: Okay, so what do I need to do uh, to improve my uh, recovery
3: and my rest? Glenn, I- I'm going to give you a great consultant answer. <laughs> it, it depends, and, and it really depends on you. As much as the sports drink and nutrition industry wants to push specific products, uh, tell you you need this drink or this bar for recovery, Actually, what you need for rest and recovery depends on you. There's really no magic elixir that everyone needs to recovery. Uh, And the same goes for rest. Uh, There are some wearables out there that will tell you how much rest you need. Uh, Take, for instance, last year after a long run, uh, my marathon's training partner told him that his his watch told him that he needed 73 hours of rest after a workout. That, That seemed a little excessive. In, in the book, Good to Go, What the Athlete and All of Us Can Learn from the Strange Science of Recovery, the author, Chris, Christy Ashwander, asserts that the science behind recovery is quite limited, and really what each person needs for rest and recovery is really dependent on how they feel. So if you feel like you need some carbs after workout, go for it. If if you're craving salts, for instance, then don't limit yourself from the salts. Go ahead and get a small bag of chips, and that can give you what you need. As far as rest, if you need an extra day of rest, take it. Uh, this is one reason why when I build a training plan for someone, quite frequently, I'll put in an optional day each week for them. Uh, for the person I'm coaching, they can use that optional day as a rest day, or they can run up to three or four miles at an easy pace. So, again, quite simply put, what you need for rest and recovery really depends on how you feel.
0: Well, oh, I think that's all great advice, buddy. I think uh, sometimes we worry about losing fitness by taking a little extra rest. But uh, I think most people would agree it's better to be a little bit under trained or to get a little extra rest than to uh, cause injury. So,
3: it, it, exactly. then That's a great way of putting it.
0: So, buddy, if uh, people wanted to get a hold of you directly, how could they do that?
3: There are three ways to get a hold of him, Glenn. Uh, One, check out the training pages at www.brrc.com. They can reach me via email, runningcoachbuddy at gmail.com, or they can hit me up on Twitter at runningcoachbud. Thanks again for
0: coming on, Coach. We'll uh, talk with you again in a couple of weeks.
3: Thanks, Glenn. Every time I see you, baby, feel like love is
4: something.
0: For Baltimore's best running routes, we're going to start on Reed Street in Mount Vernon to do the Bun Shop run. Park on Reed Street near the Bun Shop, then follow the route to climb Bolton and Reservoir Hills for nearly 2 miles until you reach Druid Hill Park. If you follow the route posted on Strava, you'll turn south to return to the Bun Shop to complete a route of just over 3.5 miles. You can also opt to cross over into the park for some bonus mileage. Either way, after you return to the start at Reed Street, head into the bun shop for a tasty reward for all those hilly miles. Go to slash podcast to get detailed directions for the bun run. For our destination run this week, we're going to go to New York City to run the famed Central Park Loop. Central Park is a green oasis in the heart of Manhattan and is a destination for runners, cyclists, inline skaters, walkers, and anyone else who needs a safe and quiet place to get away from the bustle of the nation's largest city. This six mile loop is all all paved asphalt and takes you mostly around the perimeter of Central Park. Although the running and cycling paths run parallel to a road, you have little fear of vehicles as traffic is restricted to park personnel only. The best thing about running the Central Park Loop is that you'll have so much company from other runners that you'll feel like you're on a group run even if you're by yourself. Don't forget to check out Runner's Groove, which is where the famed New York City Marathon ends. The biggest surprise for most runners is that the route can be quite hilly, especially in the northwestern corner of the park. There's a lot of up and down on this route, so Baltimore runners should feel right at home. I posted a route with directions for the loop on the website, but if you can find Central Park, it's impossible to miss once you enter the park. If you find yourself in Manhattan, carve out time to work in this iconic destination run. Before we get to this week's interview, I want to share some ways that you can connect with the show. You can follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching for the Running Around Baltimore podcast. I will be posting periodically to provide show updates, and you can message me directly to share feedback on the episodes, make suggestions for future guests or segments, and ask questions. We also have a show website at runningaroundbmorewixsitecom slash podcast. There you will find all of the running routes shared on the show, links to the episodes on all the different podcast sites, and other key information. Also, it would be greatly appreciated if you would subscribe to the show and write a review on your preferred podcast service. This helps to increase the show's visibility to other podcast listeners and to help grow the listener base. You can also share the podcast with your friends on social media and, of course, when you're on your next group run. Thank you all so much for your support because we—I really do appreciate it. Without further interruption, let's get to this week's interview. Yo, check this. So this week's interview is with Valencia Ike, a road and trail runner with BRRC. She is also heavily involved in Black Girls Road, Wakanda Runners and Organizing Ragnar Relay Races. Valencia, welcome to the Running Rail Baltimore Podcast.
4: Thank you. Happy to be here.
0: Well, we're glad to have you. And uh, for the listeners out there, uh, I just told Valencia this. We surprised her. A couple of uh, old friends here. Well, not that old, but <laughs> so the podcast uh, decided when they heard Valencia was coming on, that they wanted to uh, take on the role of interviewers for this week. So we have Rachel Rosenblatt. Rachel? Black, otherwise known as R1 and R2, actually R2 and R1, but <laughs> in, uh, taking over the podcast. Uh, I'm going to turn it over to you.
5: Woohoo! I'm excited. Yeah.
1: Thanks, Valencia. I'm glad you're here. I'm, okay. I'm excited and
4: nervous all at the same time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> It'll be fun. We had so much fun. We wanted to be a part of this again.
4: Yes, exactly. It's double that's trouble. That's no, I don't get one, but two. Yeah. <laughs> you want to start there's sure to be shenanigans when you two are involved yeah or is that me
5: I know (laughs) it's only the three of us so yes you want to start with the first question Rachel yeah I would love to thanks so Valencia I know for me I would love to know and I'm sure listeners would too when how and when did you start running how did you get so heavily involved in running
4: So, I started running in probably 2013, so I'm a fairly new runner. Um, My kids played soccer, and I was overweight, and I wanted to, I had some health issues going on, and I kind of wanted to be involved in my kids' sports, and that was a little hard to do when you're overweight and you're out of breath and you can't move very well. So I decided that, you know, I needed to get rid of the excuse that, okay, I can't work out because I'm at the soccer field four nights a week. I'm just going to do this. So while the kids would play soccer, I would run laps around the wherever they were playing soccer. There was a field, a neighborhood, or whatever. Um, I started going to the gym, lifting weights, slowly changing what I eat. And um, so, yeah, that's how I got into running. And I picked up a 5K, couch to 5K program on my phone, like a little app. And I did that program many times because I did not successfully complete it the first time. Uh, (laughs) um, So, yeah, that's how I started.
1: Oh, that's (laughs) pretty cool. Yeah, I didn't know that. So you said you started with the couch to 5K, but... Uh, I think you just ran, I don't know how many marathons that you just ran another one. And of course you've done ultras. Like, how did you get from 5k to marathon and then beyond?
4: So I heard about this program that, that was called black girls run. And I was like, okay, I'm going to check it out now that I I'm confident enough. I can at least run a 5k. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go check out this group. So I had this impression that I needed to be able to run before I came. So I came out to one of their group runs. They had a Saturday group run. And I really liked the camaraderie of the group and the fellowship of the women in the in the group. And they only had, at the time, they only had a weekend run, and that was very difficult for me with my kids and different stuff that they were into. Um, so a couple of us that were in that group run would meet up together and um, do runs in the morning. And somehow that turned into nominating me to host those runs. <laughs> so, yeah, so since 2013, 20, almost 2014 ish, I've been hosting a 5 a.m. run for Black Girls Run, and it's just continued for all these years. Um, it's a way to hold myself accountable. And it's also a way for me to just be there for other women and support other women and for us to be safe when we run together that early in the morning. So, circling back to your question, (laughs) um, when I joined the group, we were all kind of – it just happened to be that we were all kind of in the same place. And we – we're all at like the couch to 5k level and we ran our first turkey trot together. And then someone had the bright idea. I'm not going to say who it probably was me, but I'm not going to own up to that. Uh Um, Let's run a half marathon. So I picked a half marathon (laughs) and, and I got outvoted and they really wanted to do rock and roll DC. And so we did rock and roll. Well, the one I picked was a little bit further down. And as you two know, I'm a little OCD crazy. Like I'm all about the training that I really want to be sure that I'm ready for something before diving into it. Mm -hmm. So we trained our butts off together to run Rock and Roll DC, and that was my first half. So I kind of just went from 5K to half and and caught the running bug, as they say. And then from there, it kind of was like, wow, it's amazing what my body can do. I had lost all this weight. I ran my first 5K. And um, I ran my first half marathon. It was like, wow, okay, what can I do next? How can I continue to challenge myself? And so um, I think the next thing I did was like, okay, why not a triathlon? Because the thought of a marathon was too scary. Um, I don't know why I thought a triathlon would be easier, but apparently I thought it would. So I started getting into triathlons, and I did that, and then I kept saying I was going to do a marathon and somehow pushed it off, pushed it off, and then finally I signed up, just was like, you know what, I'm just going to do it. And so I just signed up for New Orleans, and I trained, and then the time came, and I really actually had to run it, and it was really scary. So in the meantime, I also signed up for HAT because I thought to myself, hmm, If I can run a marathon, maybe a couple weeks later I can run an ultra because it's only a few more miles. Um, That was a lie. It's not only a few more miles. Um, But that's, yeah. So I ran the marathon, and then I think three weeks later I ran hat, and that was my first ultra. Oh, my
1: goodness. And then
4: shortly after yeah. So then shortly after that I just kept mixing up the distances and then I met you two lovely ladies, and <laughs> was peer pressured into running all these crazy races and running all the time and the ultra running and the trail running and it just I just continue to keep running. I guess I just love running with other runners and especially with you guys. Oh, so
5: I love how you blame it on us,
1: but <laughs> when yeah, I'm totally it's all get... you. Yeah. You're, you're the no, one with the it's... crazy
5: idea. Ah. Do have <laughs> should,
4: should should we count the number of fifty uh, k's you two have under your belt versus how many I have? Okay. And should I mention the fifty miler that you killed? So I rest my case. Drops the mic. <laughs> Interview done. <laughs>
3: no, I'm
4: right. So
5: Valencia, you mentioned you went straight from a five k to a half marathon. Now, would you recommend that to other runners or would you recommend maybe doing distances in between a 5K and a half marathon just to prep for the, to prep, get yourself ready for a half marathon? Or do you think that's doable to go straight from a 5K to a half marathon?
4: That's a really good question because I have, I've had a lot of ladies that I've coached through BRC and Black Girls Run ask me that question And the answer that I always give is that it's totally up to you that you can do whatever you set your mind to. Um, are there going to be challenges? Is it going to be difficult? Absolutely. But if it's something that you're willing to commit to, we can make it happen. I'm willing to help, um, whoever it is want to get there. Um, if it's someone that's just generally listening to this and wanting to know and like, Hey, could I do this? Absolutely. Um, Are there things to take into consideration? Absolutely. Each person is different, so I would say you really have to look at each individual and look at what your goals are and uh, what your time is like. I think training is really important. Um, I think training is different for everybody. Um, We love, the three of us love running together. Um, We've trained together, but it's funny that we do a lot, we've done a lot of our trainings together, but I think that... When we all put our training plans together, we kind of vary in what we like to do. Like, I know um, Rachel, too, loves to do a lot of distance. Like, she really likes to get her miles in, and Rachel and I like to do things a little bit different. Um, So I think that you really have to find a training plan that fits your schedule. It fits you as an individual,
3: but I definitely
4: think it's something that can be done and can be achieved as long as you put your mind to it.
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, so we heard how you got involved with Black Girls Run, and you just touched upon uh, working with BRRC. But how did you get involved with BRRC? Can you tell us like what your role is and what your role has been at the Baltimore Road Runners Club?
4: Sure. So um, after I joined Black Girls Run, I um, started running with them for a while and did a bunch of different runs with them, but there was no specific coaching. It was a bunch of women who just got together, who enjoyed each other's company, and I wanted to take that to the next level. Um, I wanted to, you know, learn more about running. I wanted to get, you know – um, more background, I wanted more um, to interact with more experienced runners. I wanted to be a part of a club that had been uh, involved in the city and had been around for a while. I noticed they had different club races. Um, I don't really know what goes through my mind sometimes. Now that I'm talking, I'm sitting back mm-hmm. thinking about it because I don't really think about it. <laughs> and it's so bizarre that like I, I think like I saw a Facebook ad for Sweet Air Trail Race. Let's be clear, I had never run a trail race before, uh-huh. and it was cheap, and it was like two bucks, and I'm like, oh I got an umbrella. <laughs> damn, damn, damn bling, damn bling. I was into the bling. Right. So I think I just showed up, and I think it was like a seven-mile trail race in the heat. Yeah. And I ran it, and I was super fr- – and I showed up by myself, like at the time – Um, I, I, you know, a lot of the women in black girls run were not trail runners and it wasn't, and it still isn't a huge thing, um, in black girls run We're, we're getting there and we're working towards getting more women involved in trail running. Um, but it's just not there. So I decided, you know what, nobody's going to go with me. I'm just going to do this. So I showed up and, um, the race director and I really liked the people and everybody was so welcoming and I was like, you know, I'm going to check this club out. And then I saw that they had speed work and they had all these different things to offer, and I'm like, you know, I can join this club for 20-some-odd bucks and I can get these races for two bucks. I just thought overall um, it was a great resource and it was a um, something that I could really benefit from. So I showed up, like I said, to the trail race, um, purchased a membership, and then um, I started coming out to track, and I got more and more involved as the club. And that led to um, me coaching the – I ended up getting certified as a run coach, um, RRCA run coach, long-distance running coach, and then I started coaching the Couch to 5K program, and then I transitioned to the mid-distance program, and I really enjoyed and got a lot out of helping other people reach their goals and giving back while interacting with other club members And then one of the members at, you know, told me that they had board meetings and said, you know, hey, you should come. You know, you're a coach. Check this out and just see how the inner workings behind the club works. So I came to a board meeting just as a general member and um, I sat in and I kind of liked how um, I saw that the club ran. I liked being a part of it. And, again, I wanted to continue to give back to the club. The club had already given so much to me. with helping me with getting my certification, helping me um, coach and giving me different opportunities. So I ran as a delegate and I was voted in as a delegate. So I was on the board as a delegate. And then um, I was on the board for a few years. And then um, I was asked if I would step up and take an, take an additional responsibilities. And in between that time, I dabbled more um, into doing more stuff for the club, and somehow, I don't know, I just became a race director. (laughs) I I started – I kind of like to learn the inner workings of things, and I I like having the -the behind-the-scenes aspect. So when I go to these races and I see these water stops and these excellent volunteers, and sometimes people take for granted um, how important – people that are actually on the course and all the little logistics, um, course marking the course, uh, making sure there's water, making sure, you know, there's a uh, bag drop, making sure there's, uh, you know, it's clear where the start and finish are, you know, course mats. All of those things are extremely important. So I wanted to know more about them. So I reached out to some of um, BRC's wonderful race directors, Bart and um, Robin, and asked them if I could shadow them, which I did, and then ended up getting um, a race to direct as my own. So then I kind of was in dabbling in a whole bunch of different things, and they asked me to step up, so I took the position and ran for uh, vice president, and I got it. So this will be my second year running as vice president. Well, not running, as vice president. (laughs) Congratulations.
5: Yes. That's exciting. Thank
4: you. (laughs) Thank you um and so yeah i'm just really really enjoying the club the club members and all of the wonderful things that brc has to offer the baltimore city and county communities
1: yeah and and uh, so you mentioned being race director and i want to make sure we'll get to the ragnar stuff in a minute but one of the things that you did um the race that you were race direct, well, you were, I guess, race director for a couple of races, but a big change happened last year with one of the races called Too Hot to Trot. Um, the BRC had, I think, four out of eight GPS races were on the NCR trail uh, in prior year. Mm-hmm. And this past year, one of those races was moved into the city and made a shorter distance. Um, and, you know, I think a lot of people who don't live out near NCR like, Oh my gosh, that's so far, you know, what was the consideration and and what do you think um, the feedback was from moving that race to the city?
4: So my thought behind that was exactly what you said. We had several races that were on this NCR trail and I really wanted to put some more races back into the city. I wanted to reach those people like you said that couldn't um, get to the county and wanted more city races that were you know club races that were affordable um that they could just come out and run for fun um i also wanted to shorten the distance to diversify it so that all runners felt welcomed whether if you were a speed walker whether you were um the back of a pack type of runner and also encouraging people who are faster to still come out you know and compete for some of the uh prizes that we had um I knew going in that BRRC has a long history and that these races have been around long before um, my time and that moving the race uh, would be a good thing, but it also would be a challenge because um, with anything new, it's hard to um, get people to transition. Mm
3: -hmm. But I
4: will say last year I did really well. The numbers, people really came out. And showed that they really appreciated having a race um, in the city. They enjoyed Patterson Park. They enjoyed the route. um, And it really feels good to go to races like um, I saw a couple people at the Back on My Feet uh, night run Mm -hmm. wearing my tank top. I saw a couple people at the RRCA Club Challenge wearing my tank top. So I think people really appreciated the race. They appreciated it being moved to the city. They really enjoyed the premium. So overall, it was it it, it was a win win, and and it was exactly what I was looking to do. And I'm hoping to continue that tradition and start a new tradition.
1: Yeah, no, it was it was fantastic. I really really enjoyed that race. I did too, it was. and uh, I enjoyed also getting ice cream afterwards that's what i do but uh, but it was a great race you know it was it was easy to follow i mean even though there's lots of turns and everything it was very easy you know people took you the right direction um the weather was also great you know that helped of course it was (laughs) but but that was that was really a, a great race and and i enjoyed it and you know i love the ncr but I, I don't know. I, I enjoy running other places too. So I was, I was glad to uh, do something new yeah, and not NCR in-
4: trail. <laughs> I, right. And I think we've worked as a board, we've worked really hard. Um, like I said, it's really hard to implement changes. So slowly, but surely over the years, we've worked at making little small, subtle changes. Like um, you had mentioned about the NCR, uh, how many races we had at the NCR marathon. We went, from having all road races on our GPS series to now adding some trail. Right. And I think it kind of diversifies it and gives you some additional options for, you know, runners like the three of us who love trail, but we run road as well. And so, and, you know, it kind of switches it up, and it's added some more races and some different races. So I think now, and different distances. Mm-hmm. So I think now it appeals to more people, um, and the hope is to get more people to come out to participate in our GPS series.
1: So, one of the things that um, I know you're great at getting people involved in different groups. One of the things that you're always asking me to get involved with, and I have not, is rapper. <laughs> um, so, it's coming. It's coming. It
5: is because now it's a one-day event, which Valencia right,
1: will talk yeah. about. So. She
5: cannot get out of that. She cannot <laughs> no. get out of it. We're going so to switch tell her us on. about
1: ragnar and what your role is with ragnar because you know basically your posts on facebook um a lot of ragnar a lot of black girls run a lot of brc but you know, i don't i haven't done any ragnar rachel has and obviously you're very involved you're an ambassador so tell us a little bit more about ragnar
4: sure um so i got into ragnar because someone tagged me and was like this is hardcore valencia you should totally do this so that was back in that phase where I was like, you know, what's next? Okay, half marathon. What's next? Um, so I started doing like Spartans and mud races, and um, I did all of the Spart- I did the Spartan Super, and I was just doing all kinds of things. And so someone tagged me, and I was like, whoa, I could do this. Let's see. And so I, I ran one, and then I reached out to Ragnar and um, told him I totally fell in love with this race. I want to be more involved. Um, how can I get involved? And um, I filled out an application and was selected um, around 2013, I think, to be an ambassador. So I came in as, on an, as, a, on as an ambassador, and the D.C. market works in that we have the whole DMV area, which is Maryland, uh, D.C., and Virginia, um, for the DC, to market the D.C. race. Um, so I promoted the race and it's one of those things where, um, it kind of just promotes itself because I love it so much. I ended up, even if I was an ambassador, I would still talk about it. Um, I would still ask people to run with me. I would still run, run the races. Um, so it was just an added perk to be an ambassador and to be able to talk about it to people. And then it was really great, um, getting community connections. I've worked with so many different groups. Um, like last week I ran with True Sports uh, Physical Therapy down in the harbor and did some stuff with them. This weekend I have a joint group run with Black Men Run and Black Girls Run in the harbor with Charm City. So it's given me the opportunity to, you know, I've done some stuff with Holabird, um Run Group. I've done some stuff with Back on My Feet. So it's got it's given me the opportunity to interact with even more of the running community in Baltimore, which is uh, always an amazing thing. Um, And a couple of years ago, Ragnar reached out and they were like, we love what you're doing. We would love you to step up and take some more responsibility. So I took on the role of super ambassador. Um, And what that means is, um, like I said, we have the Maryland, D.C. and Virginia. And because that's such a broad market, there's no way I could be in Virginia on a Thursday night to support a run club group activity. So we have someone that, oversees the ambassadors in the Virginia area, someone that oversees um, D.C., and then I oversee Baltimore, and I plan a lot of the events. Last year, um, now that we're partnered with Reebok, I did a float ride tour, and they sent me tons of shoes, and I and Rachel um, came out. She was amazing and mm-hmm. helped me with that tour. We had um, shoes for people to try on. It was a lot of fun. Um, so I've just really enjoyed – working with them and doing lots of stuff with road and lots of stuff with trail. And it's just something that I will probably always continue to do, um, as an ambassador, even if I was an ambassador, I just really love what the company is about and, uh, what they have to offer. I think it just, like I tell a lot of runners, uh, a a lot of racing is just racing. You see some of the same sites, obviously if you're racing in Florida you're going to see some palm trees. Um, if you're racing in Maryland, you're going to see some different trees. But at the end of the day, most races are very similar. And Ragnar is that one race where I run during the year that kind of breaks things up and um, is just something different. Um, and it gives you an opportunity to bond with uh, 11 other van mates um, for road. And then with trail, you know, it's um, seven other. Teammates, and it's just a different experience that you get, and you get really close to these people. I have people that I set up a team with in 2013 that will that have continued to run with me up until current, and we always have a good time. It's always nice to have new people join the team and different things, and so I think it's just a, a really fun race.
5: Yeah, and I can I can attest to that. I have done Ragnar with you and I've done it with other teams and I find it a lot of fun, but a lot of people don't realize exactly what it is. Can you explain to those people who don't know what Ragnar is a little bit more about it and what you actually sure. do?
4: So my ultimate goal in becoming an ambassador was uh, to, allow people, like, as I said, the way it was introduced to me was this race is so hardcore, you can do it. I wanted even the person that's only run the 5K to say, you know what, I want to do this and I can do this. How can you help me do this race? So I wanted people to realize that this race is for everybody. So a lot of the times I end up um, captaining teams and having four and five teams because I want all of those different runners to be able to run and I match my teams up so that I can have runners that are some back-of-the-packers, some people who are walk runners who do intervals and then have my speedy folks. And it just, it just is a really good time because it's a great mix of people. Um, so what road consists of, road is a 200-mile relay with 12 members on your team, six in each van. Van one runs the first six legs, and then van two picks up the other legs. And you run that relay style back and forth and you switch off between bands. And in between that switching off, you have a lot of downtime. I think that's a lot of confusion um, is that people think that, um, you know, that you're just running 24-7 and you're not. Um, there's a lot of downtime. Um, so let's say you're van one and you finished your, your first legs. Um, there's three legs per person. Um, so you run three times. Um, so three rotations and uh let's say van 1 finishes so when we're done we would go out to breakfast while we're waiting on our van 2 to finish and have a good time with our team and then you have exchange points where you meet they have different activities like i know for dc one of them is a creamery which is one of my favorite
3: mm, i um, have different i know <laughs>
4: It's my favorite. They have people out there with um, coffee, ice cream, food. It's just it's, it's a lot of fun. They have another one that's a high school where we all just lay in the grass and take a nap or, you know, you can shower in the high school, and the high school provides fundraisers and they give out food. And so there's different things, like there's um, vendors and uh, they sell gear and different things that you can do at different exchanges. And it gives you a chance to see different things, throughout the course. So the DC course starts in Cumberland, Maryland, and it ends in DC. So you're going all throughout these different places and getting to interact um, with different businesses, different people. And so you're definitely going to have a day run and a night run, which is also fun. I think a lot of people get nervous about the night run, but I think the night run is really fun because it's a chance to just free your mind and just run and really enjoy um, running at night, all hours of the night, which I think is really cool. Um, Trail, on the other hand, is uh, only eight people, unless you do ultra. Both um, uh, trail and road have ultra options. Trail has eight people, and the difference is with trail, you don't have to have the logistics of two vans. You just camp at a campsite. So it's like hanging out with all of your best friends at a huge campsite with bonfires and s'mores. They provide dinner. And instead of running um, and running all over in different places, each person runs uh, three different trails, a red loop, which is generally the hardest, um, a yellow loop, which is moderate, and green, which is the easiest loop. Um, And the loops vary um, from, like, I know the green loop in uh, Virginia is about three-ish miles uh, the yellow loop varies close to five maybe. And sometimes the red could be six or seven. Um, so it's not a huge amount of miles and then you camp, you sleep overnight. Um, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, this year though, DC has changed our road race and we're offering something new, which is why both Rachels are going to join me. <laughs> this year. It's, a, it's an, it's, it's a one day event, no vans involved. Um, and you need less team members, so that's really nice. Um, it's four, and so right? I think it's four people to a yep. team. Okay. Yep. It's called the Sunset. It's September 21st, and you only need four team members, and each of you run two legs. Uh, oh, only two legs this time. That's pretty cool. Right. And it's approximately 4.7 miles, and it's going to be in the National Harbor. And so you run together during the day and then they have a huge party for everyone at night. Mm, that sounds pretty cool.
5: So we'll definitely have yes. to get Rachel um, motivated to do this with us. <laughs> so Valencia, you agree. mentioned, you know, during the night run, because you, you know me, I like night running as well. Um, that it's very peaceful. You can clear your mind, things of that nature, which that's what I found during my night run, except when I was going by the woods, we won't talk about that. (laughs) We'll just uh, keep going. Anyways, so in your mind, so when you have to do a long run and we've done, the three of us have done very long runs together. I mean, you have done them, but it's not always possible for the three of us to get together and do 20 miles together or even 15 all the time so how do you keep yourself going through 20 miles when you're by yourself or even 18 miles? What do you do?
4: Oh man, that takes a lot of mental toughness. Um, I, I, I listen to music. Obviously when I run with you, that's not an option (laughs) with either one of you two. It was so. I was always that runner that always had to have music, and then I met you two, and you guys were like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, "What do you mean?" And you're like, "We talk." And I'm like, "What do you mean you talk? How do you talk and you
1: run?" Like, <laughs> to that. So, Do you remember the right, first run like we, this-
5: long run we did together? You were like about to put your headphones in and I was like, what are you doing? And you're like, listen to music. I'm like, what? And you're like, I guess I'll talk. And it was just you and I, Valencia. And so we, I think we got through like 18 miles just talking. I don't even know what we talked about, but anyways, keep going. Sorry.
4: I, I know. And and I still to this day surprise myself. So yeah, and when I ran hat, I didn't listen to music. It kind You kind of get into the zone, and I won't even lie, a lot of the time I think about food, and it's kind like of it's it's like this incentive, like, hmm, what am I going to get to eat? So if I finish this 18, I'm about to go get this. Um, I totally run to eat. I, am, I definitely will admit that. I, I love cake. Everybody that knows me knows that. Um, although I shouldn't admit that publicly, oh, but I but, do, but here, um, aren't
1: you vegetarian or vegan, I, isn't that something that you try to do sometimes? I, a
4: lot. <laughs> I do try to be very like, I've really changed how and what I'm putting in my body. And I've done a lot of, you know, as, as runners, I think in general, all three of us can attest to that. Um, you try different things to see, you know, what works because different things work for different bodies. Right. Um, like what goos work, you know, what um, hydration works for me. Um, so, you know, I've tried to, you know, change my diet and eliminate things and see what, what fuels me better. Um, you know, I've done vegan, I've done paleo, I've tried different things and I've found, you know, just a moderation. I've perform much better when I don't have a bunch of crap in my body so especially when I'm training I'm really careful on what I'm eating so I do say I run to eat but I'm also very careful Mm -hmm. in some of the things that I eat but I still do enjoy the things that I love yeah
1: Uh well, everybody who knows me knows that if there's ice cream, ice cream. It won't be there. <laughs> I, I think Rachel you, would. love you it. Have it me, really you
4: have me thinking. That. I have wrote. I have wrote notes on my hand because I don't. I don't know where I put my notebook, but I wrote note a note on my hand about too hot to trot, and I know there's a new ice cream joint that's oh, extremely yeah, popular be by so, Patterson right. Park. So
1: be more licks, and they open in the summertime. They open at uh, nine, I think. Um,
4: on- Did you really just break down that it's summertime and they open at nine and that you actually know all of that information Saturday
1: and Sunday, they open at- Yes. They just opened for the season. Valencia. Yes,
4: I don't think- um, understand. R2.
1: But, but seriously, there were tons of runners that went over there after the race. I was not the only,
4: well, I am going to, I am going to have to see if I can make that happen. Yeah. Like we're going to have to make that part of the yeah. race.
1: Yeah, you should.
4: I'm going to have to talk <laughs> yes. to them. Very Have true. some ice cream at the end
5: of it. That would be yeah. kind of cool. Yeah, that would be awesome.
4: I'm putting in a plug right <laughs> now. Shout out to Be More Licks. We're coming to talk to you. <laughs> oh
5: my God, Rachel! Rachel
4: loves Rachel loves your ice cream and said a lot of runners went over there. We need to talk.
1: <laughs> they did. I think Betsy went. There was a whole bunch of people. It was like just, some of the people that had strollers because the Patterson Park race. The other thing that was nice about the Two Up to trot was there are all these families with strollers that ran it. Mm -hmm. And I actually only beat this one guy pushing a stroller because the kid wanted a drink at the very end, but otherwise (laughs) pushing the stroller. Oh my gosh.
5: (laughs) You're too much.
1: Which by the way, I'm going to
4: put in a shameless plug for Graham's race on Friday, our BRRC St. Patty's uh, race at Patterson park, which is another really, really great race um in the park and i will be there and so. you can get ice
5: cream after if you really want to
4: yes so,
5: so rachel if you come we
4: can get I, ice cream I, afterwards I so
5: oh <laughs> but brain check i might be there valencia so anyways um,
4: okay if someone wants Yay. to sign up
5: for the saint patty's day or not saint patty's day but saint patrick's day brc race on friday where how could they sign up for that where do they go what do they do
4: So there's a couple of ways you can sign up. You can sign up on our website, um, brrc.com, or you can go to our Facebook page and it's pinned as an announcement and you can click the link and you can sign up there. Um, And this year the giveaway is a buff, which has got some little cute logos on it. And
5: you know, we love our buffs for the winter time. We do. (laughs) Um, so you have so much going on. You're, you're part of Black Girls Run. You host runs for them weekly, sometimes a couple times a week. You're vice president of BRRC. You're super ambassador for Ragnar. I don't know what else goes on in your life besides a job and kids and a husband. How the heck do you find the time not only to train for marathons and beyond, but to do all these different events and planning and how do you do it all?
4: You know, it's funny. People ask me that. They're yeah, like, How do I think you I've asked it? you like 20 I,
5: times and I still. Yeah, you, know, never you know have.
4: <laughs> I know. And, and you're putting me on the spot uh, now, yeah. like on blast that I have to give an answer. So, OK, um, I have to say that in life, when you find something that brings you joy and that you really love doing, um, you kind of find the time okay. for it. And although it kind of makes life hectic. Um, I find the time and, you know, when I was asked to step up for vice president, Linda Tice, who I love dearly, um, came up to me and said something and don't quote me because I don't remember exactly what it was, but I remember the gist and it kind of took me back and she was just saying, you know, people that have so much going on do really well, because I was saying to her, you know, I accepted this position, I have a lot going on, I don't know, I, I'm i excited about it, but I'm nervous, and she was like, no, people that have a lot going on function really well and are able to have that happy balance, hmm. and I think she's right, and ever since she said that, you know, I've just noticed that between managing different things, you kind of learn how to, to, to live that way. Like, I don't know what to do with myself. Like I just ran a marathon a couple of weeks ago and it's kind of like it, this, this love hate relationship where, Oh my God, what are you doing this weekend? Running. What are you doing this weekend? Running. What are you doing on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday running <laughs> because I'm training because I'm training for this race and it's just like, Oh, I'm tired of running because all I do is run. And then now I'm kind of like, I miss running. Oh. <laughs> So it's kind of like this thing that I don't know what to do with myself when I'm not busy. And then the other coin, the other side of that coin is, is something that I really enjoy. I love interacting with the community. I love giving back um, to the community. And it's something that really brings me joy and really makes me happy. And I think when I decided to make that lifestyle change for myself, it trickled down to my family. Um, My husband wasn't running. And now he does, and he kind of he he. And yeah, now he does, and he's kind of like our fourth wheel. Yes, yes. Uh, he is. He's, he's joined. Our, he's joined our little club. He's my
1: running. Partner.
4: Um, he's joined. Yes, and I think it's nice that he he saw that it's something that I really love, and it encouraged him to, you know, find out more about why I love it and to get involved, and so he started running with the three of us and does a lot of races with us Mm -hmm. and just has a really good time. So I think overall it's benefited my family. My kids have come out and run. My kids come to um, support my events and they volunteer. They don't particularly like running, but that's okay. (laughs) As long as they're out there and they're doing something and they're being involved. So it, it, it benefits my family. It's something that, is mentally and physically a good thing for me and it makes me happy and it brings me joy. And if anytime, um, me giving back can help someone else. Um, like I was helped when I came to BRC or when I came to black girls run, it just takes that one person as a resource to help you to that next step. Then I'm all in. Yeah. And this coming from the woman who just said not too long ago
5: that she's retiring from running. (laughs) Hmm.
4: I said that all the time, and people are like, yeah, right,
5: yeah, right. That's true. You do say it all the time,
4: but we know you're not serious. Thank you. <laughs> Um One day I'm just going to surprise you like you guys did me today. <laughs> just, you're you're going to be like, you want to run? I'm in hibernation.
5: <laughs> well, that was me all winter, so now I'm coming out of it.
4: <laughs> what? I do not believe that. You had me running when I couldn't feel my body. <laughs> Like for hours. We ran, I think it was like negative. I don't even know what it was. Do you guys remember that when we ran gunpowder?
5: Was that this in the year snow last It was in the snow. It was
1: 2018. We and it was snow. Okay. There were a couple times we ran last we, year where it was minus five or something.
4: Yeah. See? And Rachel, you and I ran on a weekday and it was like freezing cold yeah. outside. You remember that? Yeah. I, yeah. Oh, gosh.
5: <laughs> oh <my>
1: gosh. <sighs> Um, so I have another question for you. What would be your ideal distance? So it sounds like you love all the races and running. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> she does not. She uh, does not. I,
5: can I guess? I want to say half yeah, marathon. Yeah, go for it. I want to say half marathon. No.
4: <laughs>
5: oh, wow. Okay. But distance
4: no. To I told you I'm retiring. <laughs> no. Um, but seriously, I don't know. Distance. This is a horrible question for me to answer right now because I'm just coming off of a marathon that was extremely hard, and it tested me. Um, The the marathon itself wasn't what was hard. I was ready, but it was, like, below 30 degrees. It rained a good portion of the run, and it sleeted on me, and it was just tough. So um, it's a hard question to answer, but I would say this, and people always look at me with bugged-out eyes, and think I'm crazy when I say this, Um, I kind of, sometimes when you come off of long distance like that, you want to back off. And I kind of want to get back to doing some shorter races, maybe some 10 Ks and picking back, picking my speed back up. I think speed is a confidence booster. It makes you feel good. And sometimes when you're running distance, or at least for myself, I know I get a little bit slower, Mm -hmm. Um, but my, I definitely do not like the marathon distance that I can say for sure. Um, not a huge fan. I would much rather run an ultra than run a marathon. And people are like, "What do you mean? Like, how does that even make remote sense?" Yeah. And I will tell you this: marathons are very hard. At least, again, this is all speaking from personal experience. Are very hard on my body. Um, it just takes a toll on me. Whereas the ultras, it's a very and uh, and ultimately, when you're doing marathons, it's more racing. Right. And Um, with ultras, most of the time I'm doing those on, uh, trail. I I haven't done any on road and don't intend to do any on road. Um, it's just a different vibe. It's more laid back. It's more chill. They've got, most of the races have these amazing aid stations. Um, it's a little more lax in how it's presented and the different people that you're running with. You're working different body parts. I feel way different at the end. Um, I love being out in nature. I love the sights. So it's, and and just mentally, you're in just a different place. You don't have this concept of time and this rush of racing. Um, at least I don't. I just really go out to enjoy the ultras, to enjoy, again, enjoy the running community. Um, fun, I'll put that out there. It's just one of my favorite races ever. I love coming out. I love how Carl presents it. I love the aid stations. It's one of those races where registrations open, and I don't even know how I've committed my 2020, yes. what is this, 2020? Yes. Uh, 2020, 2020. I've committed my 2020 January to fun. Um, I probably would commit 2021, too, if he opened up the registration. That's how crazy I am crazy about it. And the crazy
5: part is you already committed almost a year ago to 2020.
4: No, like three exactly. months
5: ago to 2020.
4: Exactly. Um, I, I just threw that out there because it's a prime example of why um, ultras and running the long distance is just so amazing. You come in, you drop your bags, everybody just leaves their bag in one big space. We're all just hanging out. We're running. We're coming back. We're just hanging out. The aid stations. I mean, like even in Hat, the aid stations had grilled cheese. They have, oh my God, everything you can think of: fresh French fries. Um, oh no, I could keep going on and on. <laughs> Peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. I tried soda for the first time, and as we know, um, Rachel loves Coca-Cola. <laughs> um, so that I never thought that I would drink soda to run, but it was like amazing it was heavy. when. Uh, we ran the race where we ran the loops, and we ran all through um, the night together. Like broken dreams. Oh, I yes.
5: forgot
1: about that.
4: I really yeah. loved that race, too. Um, I thought that these two were crazy when they asked me, and sometimes they'll, like, bully me into doing things because they'll send a text. Like, Rachel recently sent a text about track, and I still have not <laughs> responded. But um, she'll send a text and be like, I'll register and they'll both say – and then the second one will chime in and be like, register two, and then it would just be like silence waiting, like, uh-huh, <laughs> we're waiting on you. So I really feel, like, guilted into doing things. And so that particular race, I was like, these two chicks are crazy. They were like, meet me at midnight or something crazy. No, it was, and like I was 3 like, a.m. Yeah, 3
1: a.m. Okay, that's you. even worse. <laughs> yeah, okay.
4: There you go. There you go. They said, meet me at 3 a.m. Who says that? Meet me at 3 a.m.? And, <laughs> and so I did. Um, like a crazy Looney Tune, and I had an amazing, amazing time. I didn't think I would like running loops. I think it was like three, three-ish miles, maybe it was, two, was two and two some change. Point but it one,
1: and 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 you uh, kept going even after I told you we were passing the ghosts. So thank you.
4: <laughs> even of course, Rachel would remember exactly to the T how many miles it was. <laughs> Rachel one. That's hilarious. No, Rachel
5: two remembered. <laughs>
4: No, I'm I'm saying to you, Rachel uh, 1, uh, that it's hilarious that Rachel 2 would know that. Of
5: course she would. Um.
4: <laughs> of course she would. So, yeah, I, I, I think that, like, races like that, I never – I think stepping out of my comfort zone and running that, I never thought that I would really enjoy that race. But it was a lot of fun. And having that aid station every couple of miles was also very cool. They were very – um, I mean, anytime we we made it to the aid station, is there anything we need? Is there anything we can do for you? They had like a everybody brought something to share. So again, it's that sense of community and everybody coming together. It wasn't like the race directors brought everything. They did provide a, a whole bunch of different things, but as a community, we all just decided to through Facebook group. Hey, I'm bringing this, and hey, I'm bringing that, and it just we just made it happen. Well, just remember, it's
5: not a real technical race so it's not really a race but it is um it's just a group that put it on you know
4: Uh, but it was my wood in my house proves it's real (laughs) (laughs) i ran all of those hills and all of those up
5: and downhill
1: yes you you did
4: it
5: was fun and that was i liked that it was a lot of fun so you'll be definitely in for it this year right
4: Yes, and when um, Rachel and I ran um, – I think Rachel ran with me. I don't know. I'm getting confused now. When we ran the Super Bowl trail race, I saw one of the guys that helps organize it, and he. we were talking about it. So I'm not sure if it's coming back or not, so stay tuned. I think that's what he said. I can't uh, remember. Was it
1: Aaron or Michael? One of them, but – I Yeah, one of them. I wasn't there because I was sick, but – um. I think I think I've asked all my questions
5: (laughs) (laughs) so Valencia as you know I run with BRRC when I can and also pacemaking. and I've ran with you with black girls run quite a few times now maybe like a handful and you have that's a lot of fun I really enjoy running with you girls um and I've ran Ragnar with you a couple times trail and road which was fun um, how can we incorporate some of your girls to come to say pacemakers or even get them more involved with BRRC? I mean, there's so many groups you're a part of. I feel like we could just get them all together at one point.
4: That's an interesting question. I'm glad that you asked. Um, <laughs> I am really in the, like, there's a lot of things that been, have that have been going on in Baltimore Um within the running community and want the, the need to diversify the running community and, you know, get runs and in, in more areas and more accessible to more people. Um, so I'm working on doing that. I really um, am. I, I, it's a really huge priority for me, especially with VRRC to uh, diversify and, uh, also, cater more to all different levels of running. Yes, yeah, to fast um, and the. Exactly. The um, yeah. And mix some of the groups. Get You know, black men run out and get black girls run out and open up new uh, routes that people aren't really accustomed to running. So I'm going to let the cat out the bag. Um, I'm working with BRRC. No, this is a good one. I'm working with BRRC um to well we've always had group runs and you guys have come to several of them and we have an absolute fabulous time you know the halloween run we do the christmas run the, the very different various runs that we've done pub runs um i really would like to do a monthly group fun run um hosted by brc and you know pick more uh pick a variety of areas that that people wouldn't generally run. A lot of the times we run in the same communities and we run in the same areas. I know, um, I've run a couple times with you with pacemakers and I love the routes. And, um, I think that, um, mixing and crossing clubs and maybe like you said, coming out to the pacemakers and running some pacemaker routes. I think all of that is a great thing. And I think it's something that we need to do more of. Um, I know moms run this town, reached out, um, Jennifer, who is an amazing um, uh, chapter leader of Moms Run This Town, um, they read an article, and as I mentioned, there's been a lot of things going on about diversity and um, different routes and all different things going on with the Baltimore running community, and they reached out, and we we are going to be in talks about how we can continue to um, diversify and uh, blend the running communities and join each other and 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 just ha- have a more unified uh, collaboration between all the different groups and different areas and different communities. And hopefully, you know, unifying the groups and uh, meshing and giving – there's so many opportunities to run in so many areas and so many groups that it will also give those who weren't aware of, you know, BRRC or Black Men Run or if they don't live in an area where we have a black girls run group run, or if you're a male and there's not a uh, black men run group, or if, you know, you can't make pacemakers on Saturday that you can find other opportunities and other resources in the community to run. So that's um, top of my list on priorities right now. Actually, That's pretty
5: awesome. That's great to hear. Yeah. Cause you know, I run with pacemakers. I try to every Saturday when I'm here. Um, and I still don't know how, a lot of the people but I know a lot of them and I have became friends with a bunch of them so it would be nice to collaborate that and then even meet more people that I could associate with and run with
4: and be my pace, which would be nice so I think it's, it's hard for people to step out their comfort yeah. zone and like I commend you and I think a lot of the times um, I've, I've said to people hey come to my black girls run and they kind of just look at me like um, I'm not black. <laughs> and I mean, and I'm saying that because I think that kind of happened with us, but it was kind of unsaid, but I think at the end of the day, um it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. I mean, the ladies love when you come. They are so inspired by you and they are so encouraged by oh. you. Um and they enjoy when you come yeah. out and like you said you enjoy when you come out and had you know, my group not have stepped out of their comfort zone to run and, you know, do different things. Like I know you've suggested different things that we could do and they've stepped out their comfort zone. Like you're like, all right, we pushed and we've done different things together. And then for you, I know a lot of the times, like you said, you run with pacemakers when you're in town and you have different groups that you primarily run with. So to step out of your comfort zone and to come run with us, I think is the first step And uh, to doing that, and I think that it, it, it is kind of uncomfortable. But I think when you do uncomfortable things, that's that that helps that drive to see different things. Yes, I I agree completely. And I think sometimes you need to be uncomfortable. Yeah, and it it does. You just do.
5: It does help a little bit when you know a familiar face or you go with someone. Um, and I knew you would be there for the run, Black Girls Run. So that that made it all worth it because running that, even though that loop, I don't really like, but that's okay. <laughs> Especially in the rain downpouring, but that's a different story. <laughs> um,
4: Those runs are coming back too. your, your loop is coming back. The pub runs are coming back too. just okay, wait.
5: sweet. I'm down for that. You know, <laughs> I'm a beer, a pub run is involved. I'm, I'm good to go. Um, so with all that being said, you, I know you just finished a marathon last weekend. So congratulations on that. And you've done Thank quite you. a few races and runs. What would you consider is your number one race that you would die to do
4: again? Oh, that's so hard. Number one? I don't know. I tell a lot of people that I love, 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 and, and see, I'm about to contradict <laughs> myself. said I don't care for the marathon. <laughs> But I loved New York. Mm. New York was so much fun. Um, I I really really loved running New York. The the atmosphere was amazing. But there's other races that I just loved for different reasons. I don't think I could say there's one particular race. Like I ran in Mexico with a couple girlfriends. And it was during day of the dead and there was so much culture and it was at night and everyone was out cheering and celebrating and it was just phenomenal for its own reasons. Um, I ran in Jamaica and all the locals, we started at 5 a.m. 5 a.m. Obviously because it gets extremely hot. All the locals were out cheering. They had torches lighting up the start. I mean, that was just an amazing experience. (coughs) Yeah, it was, it was really cool. Um, My Ragnars, I think Ragnar is all about your journey and your experience, and I've had some pretty crazy, gnarly Ragnar experiences (laughs) that, like, bar none are, like, memories that will last forever and friendships that I've made, Um, so it's really hard to pick one race. Just like the Hill of Broken Dreams, I never thought, I thought it was the most crazy, insane thing that you guys ever asked me to do and now I'm like when is when's it coming back what date is it what are we going to do Rachel probably knows all of that I will text you offline <laughs> but anyway of course she does um, because she's
5: the one I rely on <laughs> of course she does
4: so it's really it's really hard i think that for me there's a lot of sentimental value behind a lot of races i do a lot of races with different friends and different groups and sometimes they have different meaning last year i did the wakanda Um, running warriors and um, we all went to Richmond and we won largest team. That in itself was phenomenal to just represent on the pavement and have so many people from all over joining our team and getting recognized and just feeling good about the race and having everybody run all different distances. So that race is like special to my heart because I, I had a really good time and I enjoyed working with the group and I'm looking forward to running it again this year. Um, so I don't know. That's so hard. I don't know. I don't think I can answer that. question. It's
5: okay. Well, it sounds like you like a lot of the races for
4: sentimental values. And
5: I feel like that's a lot of time for all of us.
4: I do. I, I love our club races because it's like one of those things where you get to see all your BRRC members and all your friends. Um, I, BWC is one of my favorite, lo- favorite, favorite, favorite local races. Um, it's, so amazing to come out in one day and see so many women in the running community. It's like, Hey, and it's that, it's like family reunion or like high school reunion every year. It's awesome. (laughs) So I don't even know. I can't, I can't say. (laughs) No problem.
5: (laughs) We understand. There's a lot of them out there that you've done. So we'll leave it at that. (laughs) Um, I, I mean, I could ask questions upon questions for hours and hours and pick your
4: we know, um,
5: but <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to kill our listeners. Well, Glenn's <laughs> listeners. <laughs> um, but one last question: that you're
4: like, how long is this podcast? Yeah.
5: <laughs> my last question would be: What advice could you give to new beginners? Um, anything that you could give to them to take from this?
4: I think my biggest advice to new beginners is would be to just go with the flow and relax. I think a lot, of, a lot of times I get a lot of new runners that ask me similar questions, and they'll send me, well, is this training plan okay? Is this?" And then they'll send me another one, and they'll, they'll just, you know, it, so many things can get wrapped up into running, and they make it much more difficult than it is. And I'd say just enjoy the journey and enjoy the runs. Um, some of my best runs, and I don't think you'll agree because you love your watch, but some of the best runs I say you when you just take your watch off and you just go. And you just you go with how your body feels and see what happens. And some of my best runs have been when my watch stopped working and I just had to go with what my body was feeling. And I finished and I looked at my race results and I was like, wow. That was pretty amazing. And I think my second piece of advice would be definitely if it's something that you're seriously interested in getting involved in is think about what fits you. I think I mentioned this earlier. What fits with your family and your lifestyle? Um, There are different training plans that require you or not require that you could pick that um, like the Hanson where you're running multiple days a week. And if you have a family and you have younger children, I don't think that's a good plan for you to pick because obviously you wouldn't have the time to dedicate to that plan. Um, Also, there's there's so many factors that factor into that. I think that you really have to look at what fits your lifestyle and what fits your your family, and then what also you you feel that what you what can you commit to. I think is the biggest key cuz you don't want to set yourself up for failure. I think you want to be able to have those weeks where I mean the three of us can attest to going out and we have this high hopes of running x amount of miles and somewhere in between one person chimes in and then the rest of us are like, yeah, we agree with that. And it ends up being X amount to we've lowered that to a different amount. And we're like, you know what? We feel really good that we accomplished this. We may have set out to do this and we didn't get that, but we still feel good that we were able to get – this. And I think you have to realize that sometimes that's going to happen. Sometimes you're going to wake up and it's just, it's just going to be one of those days where you're just not feeling it and you have to be able to say, you know what, I either need to push through this or you need to recognize, you know what, I really need to sit down and take a rest day. I think um, the, other, the last piece of advice I would say is utilize resources, utilize running clubs, utilize running groups, utilize all these wonderful people in the running community um, that have been running for years. I know I come to you two a lot and ask for advice on different hydration. Rachel uh, too has me hooked on these little banana things. They, I get an alert that they're back in stock and I go nuts. Um, oh my God. Those things so are I, fantastic, I got by the way. They are. I would say definitely utilize friends and the running community. Um, It really helps when, like you said, so you don't have to have those long runs alone so that you have someone that's by your side and that's willing to train with you. Um, I know that I had a couple people, you two, um, a couple other friends, that I would say I have a 20-mile this weekend, and I had a girlfriend in Black Girls Run, Latasha, who would be like, girlfriend, I am not running 20 miles, (laughs) but I will meet you for seven. So she would meet me early in the morning for the BWI Black Girls Run group run, and we would run seven miles together. And then her and my husband would—he would show up later, and they would hug and they would tag 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 out, team tag out. And he would run another like ten miles with me, and he would say the same. Yeah, I'm not running twenty miles. That's awesome.
1: But I will
4: give but I will give you 10. So between the two of them, I almost essentially had my 20 miler for the day. So it was really nice to have that support. And I know that if, you know, they weren't available, I would text you Rachel and you would run with me or if I needed a weekday run and I'm like, I need this. And you're like, uh, that's a lot. I think we can do this tonight. Um, so I would definitely, definitely say utilize the running community, reach out, ask questions, never be afraid to ask questions because the running community is so open they're, they love to talk about the sport. They love to see new runners in the community. They love to see new runners coming out. Um, so never be afraid to join a group or to come out because I will say um, the running community is one community that is, is always, always welcoming with opening arms. I don't think I've ever been to a group where I wasn't welcomed and felt like a sense of community but amongst all of the runners. That's, I feel that's really great advice.
5: Um, I would say same thing. Yeah, absolutely. So I think I'm out of questions. <laughs> <laughs> so, Are you really? I know. Well, no. not really,
1: but we I guess we're have to have rec- another version
5: of this. Yes. We... Yeah,
0: I think we could definitely get a, a number of more interviews out of uh, the three of you. That could be a podcast in itself.
5: So. <laughs> <laughs> Glenn, we're just
4: going to take over. I'm, I'm your okay podcast. with that. <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, I I must say I enjoyed being the audience for this one, and uh, I know how much I enjoyed it, and uh, I'm sure the rest of the Baltimore running community is going to love this one too. Valencia, I've got a couple of cool-down questions for you here at the end before we uh, side off. Is that all right? Sure. Okay, so uh, you got me thinking earlier. You mentioned that you're a Ragnar super ambassador. So it got me thinking about do you, her ego, or a secret identity that gets <laughs> up these
2: <channels. laughs>
4: Oh my god! Um, Rachel and Rachel, do I? I don't know. That's your. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know either. I don't know. I I think I think yes, but only like in certain situations, like when we get out on the trail and it's the three of us. This like crazy. But it's also because I have, like, like, my twin. Rachel, one, is, like, we're the two instigators, and I think we like to, like, come up with diabolical things to do to Rachel, too. And so we, we, we come up with all these crazy things, like, let's go off the trail. Let's climb a let's mountain see what and happens. find
5: horses.
4: Yes, and let's see what's over this, over this mountain. And Rachel's looking at us like, yeah, okay, I'm not doing that. And then we look back, and she's right there with us. So I kind of think this like crazy person comes out, but I think that that she only comes out in certain instances.
0: Oh, that's fun. Uh, And the other thing is, obviously, you know, you've been involved a lot uh, more recently in the last couple of years with race directing and organizing races. Is there one that you've kind of always wanted to create or direct at some point that, you know, maybe is in the works for the future or is sort of like a dream race to put on?
4: Um, not currently. Um, I'm still, this is, uh, this will be my third year race directing. Um, and it's a learning experience. It's so much more than I, well, I knew that it was a big responsibility, but it's really a lot. And it gives me an appreciation for what goes on behind the scenes. So I think right now I'm comfortable with, with just working on the race that I have and making it the best race that I can, that I can host as my race. Um, Like Rachel had mentioned, it's something, it's a race that I decided to move and a a bunch of big changes. So I really, really want to focus on that race and and right now just making it um, better. And each year um, having people want to come back and run my race. So I think that's the focus right now. I don't really have anything in the works or anything else that I want to do as far as race directing just yet. I think once I feel that that race is, is pretty solid that maybe I'll look at other options and other things. I definitely can say that I would love to see um, us have BRC have more races in the city. So that definitely is a, is a huge goal for me. Um, But like I said, it's something that we, we, we're slowly, but surely doing.
0: Yeah, and that's great. Uh, I know that uh, we had talked about that recently. I think uh, that's going to be a real key thing for the future. And just remember, you know, if you need a way to make a race better, just more ice cream. I think that's always. Gonna be- <laughs> <laughs>
1: According
4: to Rachel, what's up? All the ice cream. What happened to the people that like cake? <laughs> I like cake.
0: I think, too well. I, I think you kidding. could build a race around that too. So. <laughs>
4: Why don't we See, do? There both. you go.
0: Yeah. Absolutely.
4: I forgot to mention great. I forgot to mention when she asked me what my, my favorite what, favorite race was well, I said I couldn't really answer but another one of the ones was the Blurch. They had cake at the water stops. That was awesome. <laughs> well, you
5: could always do Algonquin with us next year because they cake.
0: have uh Smith Island cake. Yeah. Oh, with 10 layers?
5: act like yeah. I'm
4: going to act like you didn't just say that. <laughs>
5: You know we're going to talk you into it, got, so it's okay.
4: I I got a race uh, recap of that race, and we'll talk about that off line. Yeah.
5: <laughs> we'll talk. We'll be in talks.
0: Well, ladies, I'll this probably
4: was... be bullied, in, bullied into it. Bullied into
0: it. Yeah, I think I might get bullied into it as yeah. well. That's a good thing. Since...
4: See, there you go. Okay, we're going to get Glenn on the trail back. soon.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, ladies, I had a lot of fun with this. I'm so thankful, uh, Rachel, thanks for pitching this idea. Uh, uh, I I think this is going to be a really good one. Valencia, if anyone wanted to contact you to get more information about, you know, Ragnar, BGR, any of the other many things you're involved in, uh, how could they contact you?
4: Um, Sure. I can be contacted on Facebook through social media. That's always a good one. Or VP at BRRC.com.
0: All right. Well, that sounds great. I hope to see you each of you at a race or a group run soon. Yes, thanks thanks
1: for absolutely. On. Thank you, absolutely. Valencia. Absolutely. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you.
5: Yeah. Thanks for letting us do this to you, Valencia.
4: <laughs> absolutely, I loved it. <laughs>
5: okay, good. And I
4: will be sure to. I will be sure to return the favor. I will have have something in store for the book. Okay, sounds
5: good. I look forward to it.
0: <laughs> awesome.
5: All right, bye, guys. Bye. All right,
0: take care, guys.
5: Bye have a
4: good night Bye.
0: Before we wrap up episode six, I want to thank those who helped to make it possible. Thanks to Coach Buddy Weber from the Baltimore Roadrunners Club for his coaching advice. You can reach him by email at runningcoachbuddy at gmail.com or at runningcoachbud on Twitter. Thanks also go out to Adria Luca and Rachel Rosenblatt for sharing race reports. And of course, Rachel Black and Rachel Rosenblatt for conducting this week's interview. Thanks also to Valencia Hike of BRRC Black Girls Run and Ragnar for sharing her running story. You can find her on social media and via email at vp@brrc.com. At A special thanks also goes out to the Kelly Bell Band for the use of their music in this episode. Go to www.kellybellband.com to hear more of their music and to learn about their upcoming show dates. Uh, so that you can experience their live show. You can also pre-order their new studio album, Know My Name, which is coming out in April. You can still get tickets to their album release party on Friday, April 26th, which will be an awesome event in Towson, so don't miss out. We'll be back in a couple of weeks with a new episode, but until then, I hope to see you running around Baltimore.